0: You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hello, beauty, and welcome to Episode 71 of the podcast. I can't believe I'm at Episode 71 It has been a crazy ride, but I am kind of almost looking down the barrel of 100 episodes now, and it's kind of really cool to think about. So we are here today to talk about three ways to market your business more authentically. Now, before I get stuck into that, I wanted to give you just a little bit of a caveat update FYI BTS about, you know, the reality of podcast recording. I actually wasn't going to record an episode this week because I have come down with my child's flu cold, whatever it is that you want to call it. And as such, what normally happens if you're a mum, you would understand this, that your kids get sick, maybe your husband gets sick and you spend all this time looking after them you know, not worrying too much about you catching them germs, just making sure they get better and then you get sick at the end of it and you end up 10 times worse. So that's kind of like where I'm at at the moment. Um, I am kind of able to record this podcast because I'm doing what any respectable person or mother does when they get sick. And that is like just fill myself with cold and flu tablets, um, cough syrup and, you know, anything pretty much just to get rid of the pain, um, be able to get through the day. And yes, of course, I'm resting and having lots of herbal tea and chicken soup and all that stuff too. So I am looking after myself in a good way. But the show must go on. The other thing as well is um you guys would have heard me talk about this a number of times is I live in a very nazy n- noisy neighborhood. I can't speak clearly because I'm not feeling well and there's lots of bird life around me. Now if anyone knows how to build a scarecrow to actually scare crows away. Could you totally carry a pigeon me those instructions? Because I don't actually really want to hurt an animal, but in some way I am really ready to because they make so much noise. So if you hear some like birds squawking in the background, I do have the whole house shut, shut up. But hey, you're here to listen to me. I'm sure you'll be okay with it. I'm just kind of venting and letting you know that this is the realities of running a business and having a podcast but let's get stuck in. We are going to be talking today about what what is authentic marketing and three ways you can market your business more authentically. Now, as I said, this is episode 71. So if I'm talking about anything in this episode, referring to anything where there'll be links that you can go back and refer to it, um, and it will all be on the show notes page for today's episode, which is at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 71. Now let's get kind of stuck into this by talking about what is authenticity in marketing? Why? And and I guess, why is it such a buzzword at the moment? Because let's be real, marketing your business authentically, being an authentic marketer, showing up authentically or as your real self is a bit of a buzz thing right now. What the freak does it actually mean? Well, let's just kind of talk a little bit about why people want to see it more first, and then I'll kind of give you some insights in how to figure out what your authentic or real way to show up online will be and then I'll give you three ways that you could start to adapt that into your business. So first of all, one of the reasons why it's a bit of a buzz thing at the moment is because people are a little bit more savvy than they used to be, right? And they can see the cracks in some of these so-called like foolproof strategies. They can see the other side of these business strategies or marketing strategies, specifically, um, that get you know paraded out all the time, and they can see through the cracks of someone who's just trying to show up like someone told them to, and not showing up like their real self. Um, and because people are more savvy and can and see what these sort of these business strategies are, they you know I've said it before. A business strategy or a sales pitch wrapped up in perceived value, or they can see that you're not really showing up as yourself and you're trying to be someone else, right? That the cracks start to show and people are like, well, I just want to see the real you. I want to see a real brand. I want to buy from real brands because they can see that there is inauthenticity out there and they don't want to see it anymore. It's also because cookie cutter strategy just doesn't really work all the time. I think that, um, And not even just, I think, it's just reality. Cookie cutter strategy is just that. It's cookie cutter. If you take, and and I actually, like when I teach strategy, I'm teaching it in a group program or in an online course, right? Yes, it's like, here's the basic strategy, but you still need to adapt it to yourself. You need to make it authentic. You need to make it your own. Or you work one-on-one with someone to get an authentic strategy that is unique and personalized to you. Um, And the reason that cookie cutter strategy doesn't sit well with everyone is because it's not fit for everybody right and we're so sick of seeing the same strategies the same content the same webinars the same courses paraded out all the time because it's just people doing the same thing the same way over and over again and then showing someone else how to do it the same way over and over again and then they teach someone else to do it the same way over and over again and then lastly it's just that people want us to be real they want to see real people. They don't want to see fake people. Right? They just want to see real people, buy from real brands and invest their time, energy and money into something that and someone that they can stand by. So how do you be more authentic in your own marketing? Well, first of all, I think it's to understand what that means for you. And that really is going to require a little bit of soul searching, right? So you know, for you to show up authentically means you need to understand what authenticity means for you and your business and your brand. So, I often kind of see that, you know, showing up authentically for you and your business or your brand could mean that it relates back to your brand values, to your brand mission, to your core values, right? And I often see that where people get very wishy-washy in their messaging wishy-washy and how they show up authentically is that they probably haven't sat down and had a brand strategy done or done a brand strategy yourself and actually figured out what are your core values? What are your brand values? What is your mission? Um, And if you don't know what those things are, then oftentimes you can get really caught up and swept away in the shiny object syndrome of all these other things that people are sprouting that you should be doing because it looks good. And they're telling you how successful it is, right? But when you're really strong on your own brand foundations, then it's harder to sway you. You're going to stick to your guns a little bit more, right? All right. So another couple of things you can do is if you're, you know, trying to really think about how do you show up authentically online is ask yourself three questions. Who is your ideal client? What is their real challenge? And how do you show them that you can help them with that? Not how everyone else can show them, but you. So I'll use myself as an example. My ideal client is women and not, they don't have to be, but a lot of the time they are mums. Now, obviously, I teach people marketing strategies, specifically social media and email marketing. And I also help them with leveraging their brand in digital products. So online courses, digital products, uh, memberships, and also podcasting. So. One of the things I know about my ideal client is, yes, there is a knowledge gap of how to build a strategy to go from A to B with marketing their business. There is a knowledge gap to go from A to B to how to create an online program or a membership. But their real challenge is that they're a woman and potentially a mother in a modern day society where they're juggling a lot of things. Let's face it. If you've chosen to build a business and you've chosen to build a business around your family, you have not chosen an easy road. I'm not going to say that it's not worthwhile because it's absolutely effing worthwhile. It is like just, it lights up your soul 100%. You're following your passion, you're following your dream, but it's not an easy road. Women in this modern day society do not get to just focus on a job, do not get to just focus on a business. They have a crap load of other responsibilities that they need to care for. A family, fur babies, real babies, children, taking children to sport, a household, bills, all of these things. We know this, ladies, okay? Women bear 90% more responsibility of the household than men. That's regardless of whether or not you've got children. Add children into the mix, exponentially more responsibility. So the real challenge for my audience is not just the knowledge gap. That's easy. I can fix that for them. It's actually the juggle. The juggle's the real challenge. Juggling both, building your business and your life or building your business and your family at the same time in unison, not having to sacrifice one or the other, but being able to do both. Because in that juggle, a lot of women are experiencing crippling mum guilt and extreme burnout. That is my audience's real challenge. So how do I show them that I can help them with that? Well. That comes down to how I authentically show up. Now, for some people, they will show up for this group of people. And there's a lot of people that have the same ideal client as me. Some of them will show up and teach them how to meditate or teach them how to journal or teach them how to create healthy food habits um, or do a gut cleanse or something like that, right? to help them battle how they have to show up for all the jobs they have to do every day. That's not how I'm going to show up because that's not true to me. The way that I show up is that I will be honest, right? I will, I, I, I am someone who picks things apart and likes to look at every angle of everything. So I'll pick up a marketing strategy and I'll lay it in front of you guys. Not to say it's a bad strategy. Sometimes I do. Let's be honest, I get a bit ranty sometimes, but you know, most of the time it's like, okay, here's this strategy. Here's what I think. This could definitely work. These parts of it are awesome, but I think these parts of it may not suit you. And when I say you, I mean, aka my ideal client, aka not every person on the bloody planet. Right. So if you're not my ideal client, then what I'm saying may not be relevant to you. And you would need to go and find someone's voice that is relevant to you. Right. So I show them by being honest, open, real. and sometimes going against the grain of my entire industry and saying, I don't really think this is kosher. I think maybe we could do this differently or I'm going to give you permission slip to do it differently, right? That's definitely one thing I do. Um, And then the other way that I do it is I show them how I juggle it. So you see lots of stuff with me, my kids. I talk about how I juggle things all the time. Um, And I do that because I want them to see that I'm not doing both jobs at the sacrifice of each other. I'm doing them both in unison and I want them to know that they can do it too. So that's two ways that I show up authentically, right? And that works for me. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to show you three ways that you could show up authentically in your business right now and three ways that you can think about how you're going to show up and share these messages. There's plenty of other ways you can show up authentically to your audience. These are just three ways. The other thing I'll say is that all of these things that I'm talking about, all these strategies, all these practices, all these actions are things that you need to do and are things that actually work. But you just want to do them in your own way. You want to do them in a way that is totally authentic to you because it's not the practice a lot of the time of certain business strategies or marketing strategies that's wrong, it's the delivery of them. And it's in the delivery where the authenticity falls away, right? So, let's talk about three ways that you can show up more authentically and I'll give you some examples as we go. Number one is showing real results. Okay. So, here's a really obvious example of this. You will see a lot of people coaches and course creators are usually the worst of this, but it does happen for product-based businesses and service-based businesses too, right? You hear people talking about seven-figure launches and six-figure sales and six-figure this and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But all they're talking about is the actual gross number of sales made. They're not talking about the actual profit. They're not breaking down how much did you spend on Facebook ads? How much did you invest in your staff? How much do you pay for the platforms that you use to deliver that? How much does making your product or manufacturing your product actually cost? So what's your real profit out of that seven-figure or six-figure launch? Okay, that's a really, I think probably a timely example because people are kind of getting sick of that narrative at the moment. It's a really easy one to um, to kind of break down. What happens when you're sh- not showing the real results? And this is where you'll see some people out there will And let me tell you, there are people doing this really well. And some of the other examples I'm going to show you are are things that I see people doing really, really well. And there's a lot of people in my network doing this really well, is that if you're not showing the real results, what you're doing is you're actually putting the most attractive number in front of your audience, not the realness of it, right? So the six-figure launch, the seven-figure sale or whatever sounds attractive, sounds cool. You're part of the cool club. You're part of the six-figure club, right? It's a club everyone wants to be a part of because, you know, in some way you feel like you've made it. But have you? What was your real profit, you know? Um, So oftentimes if you're putting forward the real number, it cannot seem as attractive because there's transparency in there. You're being a bit vulnerable because you're showing what it really looks like. You're not showing the most attractive thing, which would be in this instance the six-figure sale or the seven-figure launch or something. All right, so I'm going to give you an example and it's one that kind of irks me a little bit, but I see people doing this in very different and creative ways and I love seeing that, um, seeing the different ways that they do this. So the thing I'm going to share with you is the wall of post-it notes. So you might see when someone launches a course or a program or whatever that they have this wall of post-it notes and they show you like these hundreds of little post-it notes and each post-it note is meant to represent a person that's joined their program, right? Sometimes when I see them, I just go, oh, is that real? Like that could be anyone's name. It could be a blank post-it note. You can't even really see them sometimes. Right. I'm not saying everyone's doing it inauthentically, but this is what goes through my head. I'm like, well, you know, it's, that's easy to inflate. It's easy to inflate. Right. And people do, people don't share the reality sometimes because the reality isn't what they want people to see. So the wall of post-it notes sometimes just gets to me because I'm like, well, that doesn't actually show me tangibly that people have actually bought your program. It just shows me that you know how to put post-it notes on a wall and put people's names on it. So other ways that I've seen people do this where I just kind of love it is where they might actually put pictures of the real people in picture frames and or they might share their post-it notes, but it's not a freaking wall full. It's the real number and they actually tag the people who purchased the program in the post. So you can see that it's 10 people or 20 people or 30 people or, you know, however many people they can tag. Obviously, it's it's um, not an infinite number. You can actually tag on Instagram. Um, but for those smaller courses, it's like, oh, cool. So they've actually shown the people, they've tagged them in it. There's a bit of like um, transparency there, right? Um, another thing I see people do really well in, in this sort of genre without doing the wall of post-it notes, is like giving people a story template image that they can go and put their, they can share on their Instagram stories and tag you in it. So it's like social proof, right? It's user generated content where it's like, I've just purchased this course from someone and I'm putting it out there to say, I'm doing it. I'm loud and proud. I'm learning from this person. I think that's really cool. The other thing is doing stories or Instagram stories yourself where you actually put the real person's image in there and tag them in it. It's like, hey, I've got a new person in my course crew. Here we go. You know, again, it's not the practice, it's the delivery. So with the wall of post-it notes, there's no tangibility to that because they could be names of anybody. Whereas when you get a post with real tagged people or stories with real tagged people or people sharing their own User generated content to say they've joined your program, that's real, right? Again, it's not the practice, it's the delivery. So you can kind of see where showing real results, how can you show real results in your business, the real results in an authentic way that isn't you just showing inflated numbers for the sake of it? All right. The second way that you can show up more authentically is. Realistic outcomes. So this kind of comes back to kind of maybe not making claims. And I think that, you know, the health industry has had to live under this sort of regulation for a long time where they're not allowed to make claims, right? You're not allowed to say that this product will do this for your skin. You're not allowed to say that this health program will provide X results because you can't really guarantee, no one can guarantee results. There's always an element of someone needing to use the product or do the work. You can't guarantee anything most of the time. So realistic outcomes are really important. And I feel like the health industry has had to live under this like shroud of legislation around it, but there's so many other industries out there that haven't had to. And I think we're starting to be pulled to task for it now. And people are wanting to see the realistic outcomes of what happens when they buy your product, engage in your service or learn from you and what you teach. So yes, you need to grab people's attention Right, you need to grab people's attention and make them see what's possible, but you need to be realistic about it. So, let me give you an example. So, in my online store, The Social Lab, um, I have a small digital product called the Stories and Reels Vault. And one of my taglines for it says, Learn my attract, engage, and convert method to turn stories and reels into paying clients fast. Will my method do that? Well, absolutely, it will if they implement the strategy, but they have to implement the strategy. They have to personalize it to their own business. They have to infuse their own brand voice into everything that they're doing and execute it. If they don't do those things, it is not going to happen fast for them, right? So, yes, that's a tagline I use, but there's also lots of other realistic copy on that page that says that, you know, this is for you if, this is not for you if sort of thing, right? So, Yes, you have to grab their attention and show them what's possible, but you also need to be realistic with your outcomes of what it's going to do for people. So inside of it, I talk about having a 30-day Reels game plan. I don't talk about having a one-year Reels game plan because Reels are still relatively new. We're still getting used to them. Another really good example of this is the um, the 365-day content calendars that you see 500 million Facebook ads for all the time. And the reason I use this as an example of a realistic outcome or not making claims is that when I see these, I kind of laugh. Like as a social media coach, as a mentor for people in business and helping people create content, I know what goes into creating content, not just as a content creator myself, but in other people and my clients creating content. And really For $27 to get 365 days of content prompts, they're not going to be strategic to your business. They are not going to be personalized to your niche. There's going to be a huge chunk of them that are absolutely irrelevant to your business model. And let's be honest, how many of them are just repeating the same thing? It's like polishing the same turd in 500 different ways. That's reality because... I know myself when I'm creating content, I'm often saying the same thing in many different ways. It's the same with most people. You have to learn when you're creating content to say the same thing in a different way, to adapt your messaging, to say things um, in unique positioning so that that one time that your audience see that post, it kind of clicks with them, right? Right. So, when I see these 365-day content calendars, I kind of go, yeah, well, they're only really worth 27 to 37 to $47. You know why? Because they've probably repeated the same sort of thing numerous times in there. They're not like tailored to a specific niche. Well, most of them aren't. And all they really are is just really good inspiration when you've got writer's block because they really should only support a strategy. They are not a strategy on their own. Um, and it's not to say I actually like these products. I think they're cool. I do think they're only worth 27 to $47 because of those reasons. So when people say, oh, all the answers to your content, solved, 12 months worth of social media posts sorted for you. They're not sorted for you. You still need to create the images and write your own captions. It's just content prompts. <laughs> so, you know, and, and so let's say let, to give you an example of how I've adapted that differently is I do have content calendars. I have four, four 30-day content calendars, one for stories and reels, one for video content, so it's IGTV and live, one for social feed content and one for email content. 120 days worth of social media and email content in content calendars. You can buy those content calendars for $47 in my digital product shop. And even in those content calendars, there is repetition. So... When I see 365 days, I just go, oh, you're right. But again, really good product. The premise is good. They are useful, but it's not necessarily exactly what they've made it out to be. Do you know what I mean? And yes, on their sales page, it will tell you that after you've scrolled 100 scrolls through to get to the frequently asked questions at the bottom. Anywho, number three, share real opinions not other people's opinions. So even if your opinion is going to rock the status quo, even if people sometimes don't agree with you, they will forgive you for not agreeing with them because they just want realness. People want to see real. Even if it doesn't completely or they don't completely agree with your opinion, they'll respect you and applaud you for your honesty And you will earn trust with them because you've been brave enough to be honest. The reason why sharing real opinions on social media and um, online is important is because it's really the fastest way to align your people to you. It also shows a congruency between who you are online and who you are in real life. So if you deliver a a service or a face-to-face service or do coaching or mentoring and they're seeing like one version of you on the internet and then one version of you in real life, there's a disconnect there with what they've purchased and this is where you'll start to get bad reviews, people won't recommend you because it's like, oh, she's this really cool, like, fluffy person on the internet, but, hey, she's actually a bit of a hard-ass, badass rock chick with a whole heap of opinions. There's nothing wrong with either of those people but just be the same person online and in real life. If you're, if you're a nice, fluffy, soft person, be that person online. If you're more hard hitting, rock chick with lots of opinions and attitude, be that person too, right? You, people want to see congruency between what they see and what they buy. So, a couple of examples of this recently is um, I'll give you two. So, there's a couple of podcast episodes ago, I did an episode where I said I'm going rogue on email marketing. And I kind of pulled apart some of the things i see in terms of email marketing strategy that just don't sit right for me at the moment and how i am adapting my own how i am adapting my own strategy and what i'm doing i also say in that episode that you know a lot of the foundational stuff that i see people doing is important but this is why i'm doing it my way may not be a, prop, a popular approach with some people but for the most part i had heaps of dms about that episode going finally someone saying it I'm not talking to everyone when I have those opinions. I'm talking to the people, aka my ideal client, that is juggling mum life and business at the same time, that may be experiencing burnout, that may be experiencing mum guilt. I'm talking to that person. I'm not talking to everyone. So... You know, when you're sharing these things, you're thinking always about your ideal client. Is this opinion going to support them? Is it going to serve them? Is it going to bring them out? Is it going to draw them out? Is it going to align them to me easier than this like fluffy non-real version of me that I'm showing on the internet because that's what everyone else is doing. Um, Another good example is I did a post on um, income and how I'm not loving the focus on income being the only version of success. It got so many comments, so many DMs about, oh my God, you've been saying everything that I've been thinking. Again, not always popular because a lot of people out there are like, well, you know, maybe you're triggered, Stacey. Maybe um, you need to go and work on your own money mindset. I have a really good money mindset. It doesn't trigger me to see people posting about their income in the sense that I don't believe that it's true. It frustrates me that that's the only version or the only benchmark of success that I see people using on the internet to determine whether or not you've been successful in business. I think there's plenty of other ways you can determine your success in, you know, basically what's important to you. For me, it's freedom. So do I have a seven-figure business? No, I don't have a seven-figure business. And I'm okay with that because I have an element of freedom in my life. And will I get there? Yeah, I'll get there. Might not be one year, might not be two years, might be 10 years. I'll get there eventually because there are other benchmarks of success for me right now that are just as important. And a lot of that comes back to family and being able to have the freedom to spend time with my kids um, and build my business sustainably around everything else I've got going on. So. You know, sometimes those opinions can be polarizing. However, the people that read that needed to hear it and they loved it and they're my people. So where can you be sharing real opinions? Where can you be sharing um, more of you so that your audience can align themselves to you? Yes, it might seem scary, but I am telling you now, it is the fastest way into their hearts. Not everyone's hearts, your ideal client's hearts. All right, guys. So where to from here? So if you're kind of loving everything that you've heard today um, and if you want to go and check out, you know, any of the products that I spoke about, you can head over to the show notes page at all the W's, the socialhowbyu.com forward slash 71. If you kind of want to work more with me around showing up as yourself online, that is what I do inside The Social Collective, which is my group coaching and mentoring program. We do business and marketing in real, achievable and actionable ways. That are not going to burn you out in the process. There are no 365 day content calendars. There are no 55 step funnels. There are no 75 step email sequences that are just icky. Just real workable ways to grow your business online without the mum guilt and without the burnout. If that is something that interests you, then head over to the show notes page for today's episode. All the links are in there as they are on every show notes page for every episode. Um, because I believe you can do business and life at the same time. All right, guys, until next week, hopefully this cold has passed for me. Have an amazing one. Stay classy. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the aucom forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.